All right, this week we are diving into a film, a uh, Best Picture nominee that explores um, what it means to, I guess, have an identity, uh, to um, explores the ideas of addiction and desperation and where you hang your self-worth and what it means to find beauty in life where you are. Mm. Yeah. But Hunter. Yes. But is it good? Let's find out. All right. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. To Hi. <laughs> don't, don't do that again. Okay. Hi. Hello. Uh, See, episode, you just told me not to do it, and then you well, tried no, to do it to it's, me. It was no, because we, there was one episode where, where we did that like four times. And yeah, hello. We kept doing that. <laughs> episode eleven uh, of But Is It Good? Uh, I am your host. I'm one of your hosts. Sorry, <laughs> I am the only host, Hunter Callahan, and I'm your host, <laughs> Zach Olson. We are at episode eleven. We finished the DC universe. I'm kind of happy. I'm a big DC fan, but I'm kind of happy to move on to something new <laughs> yeah doing <clears throat> what 10 10 uh 10. superhero films in a row yeah is uh is a, a lot. lot um so as we said last time uh we are starting a brand new series today and it is the 2021 best picture uh nominees oscars for oscar best picture nominees um yes the Zach, 93rd ooh, academy ooh, awards 93rd Ooh, i think it's a lot uh, Zach, what are we starting with this I'm week? A, I'm a fact check. That. What's the first the, one? We're the doing? Sound of Metal is what we're doing this week. Sound of Metal. Um, yes, it is the 93rd Academy Award. So it is. It's the 93rd. It's a lot of awards. Um, a lot a of bunch awards. of them. Um, I gotta say, this series is, is off to a uh, impeccable start. Um, yeah. This was a nice change of pace. While we love superhero films, we, I'm a sucker for a good art piece, man. I, I, I really, really. Um, I love movies that have something to say. Um, this movie has a lot to say. It does. It does. Do we have any news? I don't know if we have any news. Well, we can give... You made a schedule. Yeah, our I release our, our release schedule for the Oscar noms. Walk us through it, Zach. So, <clears throat> if it isn't painfully obvious, this week we will be going over The Sound of Metal on Monday, March 29th. Duh, that's this episode. <laughs> Mank will be April 2nd. Yep. Minari will be Monday, April 5th, mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, Friday, April 9th, The Father, Monday, April 12th, Judas and the Black Messiah, Friday, April 16th, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Monday, April 19th, and Nomadland, Friday, April 23rd. And the Oscars themselves are that Sunday, 25th. The 25th. 5th? Just in time. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so... In so case it's anybody, like I planned it or something. Yeah, I mean, who knows? In case anybody <laughs> missed that, we are uh, we're gonna do a Monday Friday schedule. Yes. Um. So we're doubling up, the dub doubling doubling up, double of up, <laughs> doubling up. Um. For the next what four or five weeks? Four. Four, four weeks. Yeah. Sweet. Um. I have a little bit of personal news. Hit us with it. Uh. I have officially scheduled my first vaccination dose. Hey. Yeah. For April seventh. Hey. Finally. I'm going to the bins to get it done. Oh, cool. So that's exciting for me. I've been waiting yeah. um, to get mine. So um, other than that, um, not a huge bunch of news. I think I wrote some down, but I don't 
Let me just check real fast. You got any personal news, Zach? You got anything going on? Um, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm getting my my second. Oh yeah. Dose on April 9th. Nice. So two Dude, days after you get your first, I'll have my. I'll be double dosed. Um, the only thing that I saw that is I just thought I mentioned is apparently uh, Godzilla vs Kong is good. Yes, I. I mean, I've seen little little mini reviews here yeah. and there. You know, like little snippets. I think of, it's like 88 percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. And, Eventually, uh, we do plan to to do the MonsterVerse. Re, re, uh, review the MonsterVerse. Yeah, which is what? It's Godzilla, mm-hmm. Kong, yep. I guess, because he's in it. King and of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. That's it right now, right? Is it, was there Kong and then Kong Skull Island? No, I think, Gong, is, I think Kong Skull Island is the first. Okay, because yep. there's been other Kong movies like sem- but, semi-recently, yeah, but they're not a yeah. part of this, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we do want to get to that. Um, if you're dying for it, then just send us an email and we'll move it up the <laughs> list. But uh, there's a lot of things that we want to get through and a lot of different right. genres and pieces that we want to explore. So, But that's on the list. Um, we also, another yeah, thing that we I, I know is on the list is going to be the Mortal Kombat uh, yes. movie. Yes, 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 yes. Now, so just if anybody has any, like, let us know what you'd prefer because we don't, you know, like we can do these films as they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or relatively close to it. I know that we want to go see Mortal Kombat like when it opens. <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to do every big release no, as it's coming no, no. out because some of these big releases happen at the same time. True. You know. But if you'd rather hear, like, say we do Mortal Kombat, if you want to hear it pretty quickly after it comes out, kind of a one-off, let us know. If you'd rather hear it in line with the 1995 Mortal Kombat... You do. Or you want to hear it in line with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the greatest film ever made... So if you'd rather hear these films that are kind of reboots or part of a series as the series, uh, let us know. If you want to hear it as a one-off, that's fine. You know, if we, like Dune, will be just a one-off. Uh, unless you mm-hmm. want to watch the old one. I've never seen it. Um, I mean... Maybe. That's a big old movie. Isn't that a, a really long... I'm going to look up... Keep talking. I'm looking up the run I'm, I'm just trying to think about what's coming out. Of um, Dune. That, that might not be... You know, like the Suicide Squad, we've, we've already done the DCEU, so that's just going to be one movie. You right. Know? I think it's just going to be on a case-by-case basis because we have series that we want to explore and then whatever you guys want to uh, hear, we'll, uh, we'll explore it. There's two versions of the the 1984 Dune film. One was on TV and it's actually longer. So I don't know if it was released in like episodes, yeah. but it's 186 minutes. So that's it's only three hours. Only three hours? I mean, we... <laughs> it's we a beefy. Did, we did just do a four-hour movie. Right. <laughs> and it's like a cut. space opera, so I'm sure there's a lot... I haven't actually seen it. Me neither. I've never but seen I'm, it. I, I know that Trey's reading the book, or he yeah. has read the book, so I'm not a, sure. I have a twin brother named Trey who is currently... Have we not... I don't know if we mentioned Trey. <gasps> we mentioned Chase because he wants to go see him on This is episode 11, and we haven't We've mentioned, never mentioned Trey. <laughs> your twin brother. <laughs> he was home yesterday. He, he, was, he was home this week, and he lives in California. Yes. He's a vet. He's a doctor. Um... But he was, yes, currently reading Dune. He's still book. reading them? I'm not sure. He, may, oh, okay. he, he might have finished it. I know. I, he's probably not. He's probably finished them because I probably bought him it. one of the Dune books for Christmas either last year or the year before. So, Oh, yeah. There's more than, there's, there's more than one, aren't there? There's a there's, bunch. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them. Anyway, cool. So y'all let us know uh, what you want to hear, what you'd like, how you'd like it to be set up. Um, you know. Anyway, moving right along to the topic of this week's episode is Sound of Metal. Um, Do you want to take a stab at doing movie oh in a minute? Oh, gosh, that's right. 
It's got to be hard. It's this. Yes. Yes. You, okay. I'll okay. do it. I'll do it. It feels almost blasphemous because this is not like a funny, fun movie. This is a right. very serious movie. Um, but this is a weekly thing, so we're going to stick Yeah, we're going to stick, stick to it. it. All right. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, like- also, uh, I finished a movie about 30 minutes ago, so it should still which be is, fresh. Which is great <laughs> yeah. because this is a movie that is... It's not a content mill. Oh, it's no, it's no. not like a, a series of like cool events that happen like like the superhero movies that we've been watching yeah. have been. You know, I'm not trying to uh downplay those movies because those movies were very enjoyable, most of them. Yeah. Most, most of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> but could have do Suicide Squad. <laughs> but this is a movie that has to be experienced. And so t- discussing this movie while you're still processing oh, yeah. this movie will be very interesting. Yeah, this was a very different take for us. We I didn't we didn't really take many notes because there are some films that you just have to watch. Yeah. And this is one of those for me. Yeah, I took notes on the first 10 minutes, yeah. and then I, I put down my notebook. And, and that was it. And experienced it. Yeah. All right, cool. I will take a stab at it. Okay. So, Sound of Metal, movie in a minute, take one. Take one? <laughs> <laughs> I never fail. We, we, we've never failed. I'm only right, 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 right. You're, you're right. <laughs> True. All right. In three. I'm going to take my time with it. Two, one, go. All right, cool. So we open up, we meet uh, Ruben. He's a drummer in a metal band with his his girlfriend, Lou. They're touring the country in their RV, living the gypsy life. You know, life is good. Uh, then one day he wakes up and he, uh, and he starts hearing ringing in his ear. He starts to realize that he's losing his hearing. And he, I mean, he truly is terrified. He doesn't know what he's going to do, what his life's going to be. Finds out that he's just not losing hearing. His, his hearing, he is straight up going deaf. So he goes... He gets, he goes to stay this guy named Joe, who's like a, a halfway house, uh, kind of learns about himself. He learns kind of what he needs to do to kind of move on with his life. Eventually, he pays for a surgery to get his hearing back, sort of. He goes and finds Lou in, in France. She's kind of moved, moved on with her life. Uh, neither of them, they try to kind of reconcile. He realizes that, you know, the life he had, been, you know, wasn't exactly what he thought it was. So finally, at the very, very end, he finds, as Joe said, his moment of stillness. Uh, which he called the kingdom of God, and he's at peace. That was a minute on the dot. Now, I will say that uh, I, for previous episodes, I haven't shown you the timer, and this time yes. I did. So that, <laughs> yes, so it that definitely probably... helped. <laughs> but also, I I realized that in this film, you know, like with the Snyder Cut last week, mm-hmm. there was so much to try and explain to be like, here's are the here's the things that they're doing and happening. Right. But in this movie, there's a lot of silence, and there's a lot of just. Um, I would almost say atmospheric uh, input. Does that make sense? Where it's like, yeah. it's not just about what's, what they're doing on screen, it's about the senses that you have. So it's kind of hard to describe it is the quote-unquote action. It is a phenomenological film. Say that again? Phenomenological film. Phenomenological film? Yeah, so phenomenology is... Wow, that's uh, really a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, wow. absolutely. Google it. Right now, <laughs> Google it while I'm talking. So phenomenology is like a a, a field in philosophy that uh, aims at discussing or interpreting our experiences as they're experienced through the senses. The science of phenomena as distinct from that of the nature of being. An approach that concentrates on the study of, cons- of consciousness and the objects of direct experience. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. What are you yeah. What are you googling? <laughs> Nothing. No, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, but definitely cool. So let's. I took a I took a class in college. 
about the phenomenology of film and it it that talked about like all kinds of and there's actually a movie that I saw in that class that this movie reminds me of what was it ooh well you can't just ask me questions like that <laughs> you, you brought it up um anyway while you're doing that yeah I'm going to move, move down this little info list. So it came out uh, November 20th, 2020. Uh, directed by Darius Martyr. Never heard of him, but hats off. Uh, screenplay by Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr. I'm guessing they're siblings. Story by Darius Martyr and Derek Clanfrance. Uh, music, uh, Abraham Martyr and Nicholas Becker. Do you know if that's music and just sound design or just straight music? Because the sound design in this film was incredible. I'm not sure. I would assume it's sound design as well. Gotcha. And honestly, uh, Abraham Martyr, as far as I know, he only created like one original song, okay. which is the the end credit song, which just, oh, it hits. Yeah. Oh, and even hits. his his voice is, yeah. there's an effect on his voice that almost reminded me of what Ruben heard with his implants. Right. Awesome. Um, I do want to back up for a second. Yeah. So... You may not, Darius Martyr, this is, I, th- I think it's his first, it's his directorial Shut debut. Up. Really? I think so. Well, That's he did a movie called Loot back in 2008. Uh, it was, it was like an amateur film. But this is like his like. It premiered on HBO too. But this is like his first like feature film. Back like, by a studio, if you will. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But he was a writer with. <clears throat> Derek Sion Fran, Sion That's a that's a I. I thought it was an L. I said Clan France. <laughs> Clan France. Well, that's an I. <laughs> this is my bad. We, this sorry, is what we get for me trying to Google something. <laughs> I'm so we sorry, get, Derek. We get Derek Clan France. Sion France. <laughs> um, so Derek Sion France. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either, but it, it, yeah. it sounds closer. It sounds to closer me. than what I said. <laughs> so he was the director and a writer. So they both wrote together the gotcha. place beyond the pines. Oh, really? And I love that's that movie. That's a good movie. That's a very good movie. That's an old movie. So, I haven't seen that in a long time. It's 2012. Okay, that's not that old, but it feels like it's <laughs> nine years. Right. Okay, gotcha, yeah. So, that being said, we sort of know Darius Martyr in a sense that he helped write that movie. Gotcha. And now, the two of them are working together on this movie. Yeah, cool that's little, cool. Cool little fun that's fact. That's awesome. You know, so I actually did that research before I started, so I was sort of like, oh, I'm going to like this. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> you that's know what tight, I mean? That's tight. Um, cinematography is Daniel Boquette. Great. Sh- I mean, dude, this, we'll get into this. I, I know we can't, we can't answer the question, but is it good yet? Right. Cause we have to get to the end of the episode, but if you can't tell by now, then, you if, know. <laughs> if you're curious about that movie I was talking about before we dive into this yes. movie, it is called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It is based on the memoir of a man, a French guy who got in a car wreck mm-hmm. and was completely paralyzed to the point oh, where wow. the only function that he ha- that he could control with his body was his eyelids. Wow. And so he I mean he was in the hospital the rest of his life. He learned to communicate by mm. fluttering his eyelids and uh, I can't remember if it was a nurse or if it was you know like a like a physical therapy type worker or something mm-hmm. like that a doctor uh helped him write a memoir. And it contains all this poetry and stuff and all this, I don't know, it's a beautiful movie, but it's mostly through the eyes of him, mm-hmm. his experience. And he, I mean, he can't even really like move or anything. Yeah. And like you see his blinking, like as he's blinking and stuff like that. That's it, crazy. It's, yes. So it's, it's, it's like his POV. Right. Oh my. Point of view. Holy crap. 
Holy crap. So. What? The main actor in that film uh-huh. is Lou's dad in this film. Really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? So anyways, this is that's this is cool. cool. This is probably cool for me. No, yeah, that's More tight. cool for me than it is for y'all. No, that's tight. But go check out The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. I, uh... It is. I mean, I it's it's be, a French film, so I, I you got to yeah. subtitles. I would lo- dude subtitles. I I I watched Old Boy, yeah, which is a, a, a Korean film, and like I remember people being like, I can't watch foreign films. I'm like, dude, you're missing out because Old Boy is incredible. I haven't seen Old Boy, but I Old Boy is awesome. I watched a an interview with Bill Burr. <laughs> he said that that movie effed him up. <laughs> no, it's 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 not it's not a pleasant movie, right? But it's a great movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway. And if if it f's up Bill Burr, it's gotta yeah. be, you know, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a, a doozy. Um, all right, cool. So let's dive in. Um, yes. Let me pull up the just so I can kind of try and go through the the chronologic chronologically through the film. Um, also, real fast, I know I mentioned this in episode like one. I guess not one, like zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was telling uh, Zach this earlier before we watched it. I myself am a. Uh, uh, musician by by trade as like as a profession I'm a, a musician so um, I'm a little biased I guess but these movies that have to deal with like you know it's very easy for people I'm, I'm not just musicians but artists or just people in general to put their identity in what they do mm-hmm. um, and so I think you know we opened up on him playing a show like I was already like you know, it's just it was really easy for me to 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 sort of see myself. I don't play metal, right? By any means, but it was easy for you to get into the the yeah, like the film. man, dude. Oh, the fr- the first like f- six minutes, I was like, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have some notes there because I wanna I wanna see what you put. Oh, um, I was, I I guess I didn't realize <laughs> how serious this movie was. So no, at the beginning, yeah. I was taking like you know like my normal <laughs> silly notes, my normal silly stupid notes. So I said. A metal band. Well, it's interesting. So an intense metal band. So they they are very. I mean, it's definitely a very very intense. Um, yeah. Music. Uh, I never really got harder than like Metallica musically, but really. No, yeah, but I have a lot of heavy respect for metal because it's very it's technically very very hard to play. Um, but you you make a note of his tattoo and it's like, he you can see a lot about him, mm-hmm. v- just visually, and he has that tattoo that says "Please kill me," across his chest. Um. So we definitely get these this and this this I guess suggestion um, that maybe he's been through some things. Maybe there's definitely some some restlessness in him. Yeah, you know what I mean, I I took it as like a like just an edginess. Yeah, you I wasn't. Was I wasn't he- like at this point. I wasn't. I mean, we're only like five minutes yeah. in, right? So I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know if he had been through any sort of trauma or anything. Could yeah, you, I mean, I guess also. Uh, What's that guy's name? He's the actor. Riz Ahmed. The dude can play. Yeah. He can play. <laughs> yeah, he can play the drums. Anyway. Um, but we see him playing a show. Uh, with Lulu. With with Lulu. Lou. Who is Olivia from... Olivia Cook. I don't know if you've seen um, Bates Motel. No, I haven't. The movie, the movie, the show that's about like a, like a psycho prequel. Mm-hmm. She's in that. Great show. Anyway. Um... Yeah, so we meet, he's living with his girlfriend, who's the singer of the band. Um, they have this, like, little gypsy life. Little RV. Um, little RV, and it's... Just, I think they're on... I, I don't know if they 
if that's their only residence because they're on tour. So yeah, it well, could be... no, he does later say like because when he sells the RV, he's oh, he like, says this is our he home. He says this is our home. Yeah, um, you right, you right. So, but it's really interesting because it, it almost starts off really quaint. You know, he gets mm-hmm. up, makes him some. He's gross, super healthy. Gross ass smoothies. Yeah, he makes these gross smoothies. Yeah, he's, he's he's doing squats and push ups, listening yeah. to the Delta Blues, dancing. Dude, I loved that. I don't know yeah. why. Sorry, I just what, cut you someone off. someone being in like this hardcore metal band, no, but, but then listening to the Delta Blues. Yeah, there's yeah. just there's there's just such this not just in metal music, but in like any music, there's this like connotation where it's like, Oh, you only like thrash metal and it's like you right. don't know good music or oh you only listen to pop, you don't know real music and it's like that's not mm-hmm. entirely true. You know, this guy, as you can see, you know, I don't love heavy thrash metal. Sure. Um, but he puts on this, like, it almost sounds like um, Ma Rainey or, like, the Delta Blues, you know, record. And I just think it's, I don't know, like, for some reason I was like, that's a really cool, for some reason for me it was a really cool um, mm-hmm. kind of turn there. But, yeah, he's making breakfast for Lou. Um, you can see the posters of their band. It's yeah, called Black so Gammon. They've actually had a little bit of success They're on the cover of yeah. magazines, you know. Yeah. I have a dear friend of mine who's played drums for me many times who's, who's in a band um, that plays, I don't want to say underground, but they, they're more of a prog metal, you know, Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they travel all over, and they've had a lot of PR, like, notoriety um, mm-hmm. stuff playing these, like, I, I hate saying underground clubs, but there's a whole scene for it. It's really cool. Right. Um, and that's definitely the the sort of gigs that yes. they were playing in this movie yeah, as well. Yeah, because we cut the one and the crowd's, like, like standing around them and right. stuff. Um, so it's cool. I love we, that kind of stuff. We definitely, like, I remember, yeah, I remember no, like, going to, like, house parties. Oh, yeah. Dude, There'd be saw, a band playing there. Rap tour or whatever in Athens in, like, 2000 yeah. and. 12 or whatever. You remember, you remember Baby Baby? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyway, good times. Uh, but um, one of the things that that, that I, I noticed and I, and I texted you, I'm a, I'm a mental health, like I try to be as much of an advocate of mental health as I can be. I wrote and directed a short film in school about mental health and self-harm and stuff. And so when Lou's- Shameless plug. When, no, I, it's you actually it's not because you actually can't find it I'm, anywhere. I'm messing no, with you. Yeah. Uh, it is actually <laughs> it's, it's not it's not it's not viewable by the public. It's not public. Maybe one day. Um, I posted it on my Instagram I think once, but that's about it. Uh, but Lou's laying there. We see her arm. Yeah. She cuts. You know, and so it's definitely there's a lot of visual clues. I just think it's really really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think? The first five minutes because this is where your nose your your, your nose your notes stop. <laughs> well. <laughs> My notes. It just says a lot without saying anything. My notes stop. I just want to talk about because the next the next big event that happens in the movie is that, like you said, his ears start ringing. Yeah. Uh, the noise starts to become muffled. We get that indication not because he's like messing with his, but because we hear like yeah. what he is hearing. Yes, I That's love something that they they go back and forth. Yeah. And and it's it's really cool. Whoever did the sound design on this hats off because it's really really it, it throws you into his experience. Correct. Really yeah. cool. Um, but the contrast between the morning where he's listening to the Delta blues and mm-hmm. he's dancing and all that stuff. And the next morning when oh, he, yeah. he can't hear, he wakes up and he can't hear and he doesn't go through with that routine. Yeah. He, he's off his routine. Yep. He's, he looks very distraught. No, he's yeah, he's I, like panicking on the inside and yeah. he hasn't told Lou yet. Yeah. I, I texted you. I said, this dude's terrified. Like, yeah. He's terrified right now. He doesn't know what to do. Um, 
he doesn't know who to talk to. Or, yeah, you know. he goes to see, like, and it's really, I mean, it's really, it's almost disturbing, like, but not in, like, a scary way, but in, like, your heart breaks for him because he goes to uh, the pharmacy or whatever, mm-hmm. I think, and he's trying to talk to the pharmacist. And, like, he, you can tell he's, like, trying to, like, play it off. Like, he's not, right. but he just, just can't hear anybody. He just can't hear anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the pharmacist is on the phone with uh, an ear doctor. Yep. What are they called? I think it was, like, audiologist. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Trey, probably a more, like, Trey's going to hate us if yeah, he listens Trey, to this. Trey will know. <laughs> um, but he's talking on the phone, and he's he's saying, yeah, he his hearing is probably a 2 out of 10. He, I can't even communicate with him, yeah. you know. Um, but, but then he goes and actually takes a test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes and takes a test. And that scene, dude, that scene was hard to watch. Cause he's he we start out we start out in the booth with him he's got the headphones right. on right and you can kind of hear him saying like I'm gonna say some words and you just like you know say them back to me and Ruben comes into this like yeah let's get this done yeah, yeah. give me a pill or something yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna go back on tour yeah you know like he's, that's he's thinking like what can we do real quick to fix this Ruben is is his character is always thinking ahead always trying to yeah. figure out you he's know everything's moving. always moving yeah. there's never. Stillness. A moment of stillness, which we come to later. Yeah, but right. He's he's always very he's always, always on the go. Um, but uh, what's interesting is that because we're still in his head and we're hearing what he hears is very muffled and very extremely you know, muffled. We if I really turn tell, this, if I turn the subtitles off, I wouldn't know what the words yeah, were. We can't tell what he's saying. Right. So when we hear when we're in the booth with him and we hear like the guy say like Matt Bass, mm-hmm. uh, and then we hear. Um, Ruben say something. I think he got that first one right, actually. He gets a couple correct. Yeah. But we hear him say stuff. We actually can't really tell if he's getting them right or wrong very well. Right. So there's some where the doctor's saying, like, whatever, hat, and he'll say something. You just hear a noise, and you're like, maybe he's getting it right. But then it mm-hmm. it fades out to we're on the side with the doctor now, and he's just not even close. Right. He's not even close. He's and- like, lid, and he'll be like, broom. You know, or something like that. It is just like, whew, right? It's rough, man. It's hard to watch. And w- when we're in Ruben's perspective, he he starts off like I said. He starts off like, all right, let's do this test real quick. Let's figure mm. out what's going on. Let's fix it. You know, he starts to get frustrated. You can tell that from his perspective. When it goes to the doctor's perspective, and you're looking through the window at Ruben, it's yeah. like complete dejection. He yeah. he's like he's shaking his head like yeah. I I don't he I just, can't. He he stops responding after a while. He right. can't even hardly hear. Um, and then we're told, uh, something that becomes a pretty big linchpin in the movie is that the, the doctor says, well, there is an opera, there are implants, technically speaking, that you can get, um, that will help. But the most important thing right now is to preserve the hearing is that you save what still you have. have. Because so he, don't, don't do anything that has loud noises. Yeah. He reiterates, you can't get anything back. Right. All you can do is say what you have and, um... These implants, he never he never actually says it'll fix it. He just says this could help. Right. No one no one says it'll fix the problem. Yeah. No one says it'll be just like it this, was the same yeah. as yeah. Um, but it's like it's like forty to eighty thousand dollars. So right. Very expensive. Um, but yes, he does say, uh, just stay away from loud noises. Cut to the next show. They're playing a show that night. Right. And I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed it immediately because I was like, bro, what are you doing? In the first two shows, I think, because they show like think two shows. He had the earplugs in. He has he has in ear monitors in. Yeah. 
which is what musicians which preserve your hearing are supposed to wear to save their hearing, but also allow you to you know determine if you're on beat and stuff, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like they can play clicks and stuff through them, but in this one, because he can't hear as well, he has he taken takes them out. Them out. So the whole point of that is that if you have in ear monitors and like if I'm playing like uh, and I have them in, I can control the volume of what I'm hearing. Right. I can hear everybody on stage at my volume because mm-hmm. I've played mi- plenty of shows. You know, in small little clubs where the volume's cranked, and you're just by the end of it, my my ears have been ringing. Sure. So these are there to help you help artists save their hearing. As a drummer, they're almost required. Yeah. Because if you're if you're right, there's a, a video. This is off. This is kind of off topic. Sorry. Oh, we skipped whiskey shots. How you doing, whiskey? We'll get to whiskey shots. Um, there's a video of Guns N' Roses rehearsing back in the day with. Uh, like Ron Wood or something like that. He's from I'm not. He's I think Rolling Stones. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's standing next to a, a drum kit, and you can see the the drummer. I think it's Matt Sorum hits the the crash cymbal, and uh, the guy like backs away. I was reading something. He lost half his hearing in that moment. It's it's on film. Really? Yeah, because he. Hey, whiskey. Hey, baby. Thank you. Um, cymbals can do that if you're too close to him. So as a drummer, it's it's really important. So he says, save it from loud noises, cut to, he's playing this tiny show, because this is the one where the crowd's around him, mm-hmm. and he's got no in-ear monitors in. Right. So he's getting full blast, full drum kit, metal. Right. Right. And at the beginning, I think we're hearing it from the crowd's perspective, because we can hear just fine. Yep. Um, this way, like halfway through it, it, it like muffles, right? Yeah, it, it goes to his perspective. And he has, I think it's a panic attack. Yeah, he genuinely, for sure. He like he throws down the sticks and just, just walks out, walks out, yeah. pushes people out of the way, um, and he's like cursing under his breath and like banging the yeah the chain link fence. Yeah, and Lulu comes out and she's yeah. like, "What the f is yeah. going on?" She doesn't know what's happening. And, and he's like, "I can't hear. Yeah, I can't like, hear anything." Like, you can't really hear him say it, but you can tell he's saying, "He's like, I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything." Yeah. Um, so then shit starts getting very serious. So Lulu's worried. Yeah, of course, man. Like it's. Oh, can we back up for a second? I just, <laughs> I did, I did take a note on this. He only calls her by this nickname once, but I just loved it. He calls her Poops. Really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. even catch that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's when he's trying to like wake poops. her up. He's like, "Hey, Poops." Oh man. Anyways, um, so Poops is worried, and she doesn't want to continue. Yes. Uh, but we also have a phone call with Hector. So this is our mm-hmm. first uh, acknowledgement that that he is sober. We don't really know what from yet. Right. Um, but we get the idea that Hector is a sponsor, if you will, because he's like, I guess, you know, she, he has a cigarette. I don't think he's ever quit cigarettes because he smokes throughout the film. But I think like Lou. Well, but he doesn't smoke before he loses his hearing. So. True. I'd, but that's it's also, true. there's also not that much before he loses yeah. his hearing. He, he loses it pretty early on. But him having a cigarette is enough for Lou to call Hector. Right. Um, did he call, did she call Hector? Before or after he has his, like, meltdown in the RV? Before. Okay, okay, continue. Because, um, I'm trying to think, um, let me see where it was. Uh, yeah, so, I'm gonna make sure I get this right. I think we're getting it right. Yeah, yeah. They're at the the diner. Yep, they're at the diner. Okay, cool, because Hector's the one who sets him up with Joe. Yeah, he says, you know, let me find somebody. Yeah. Because I'm sure there, there was like a, a a house or whatever Yeah, that he used to go to. Halfway house or whatever it's called. But now 
He's deaf. He's deaf. And so he needs a, a, yeah. a different community. And I just think, like, at this point, he's in straight, like, denial, if you will. Um, yeah, he's he's sitting at the diner saying, we can continue. Yeah, you, can, like, you can go off of a, me. We have a tour booked. Right. And I think even, like, back in the... Um, I don't know what it was. So they go back to the RV. Uh, RV. Yeah, RV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, they're just... Hector's, like, kind of place, yada, yada, yada. But then she sees him working on the stuff. He's, like, soldering stuff. He's working on uh, music gear. And then he's still, like, even after all this, he's saying, like, look, I'll just I'll just be a click track. Uh, track. No, no. Right. This one he says, like, um, like, you can, yeah, you can play off me. Like, I'll just start the songs and you can play off me. He's, we can totally figure it out. Um, the next morning though, is when he like he just loses it, man. Lou wakes up and and he's, he's just just destroying something and just destroying stuff. Um, you, you that's you when see, like the desperation and the yeah just terror yeah is like setting in for it's him. It's really it sucks, man, because it's hard to watch because you know like I we don't have to get into our own like personal lives, but like. As somebody who's like had panic attacks, somebody who's dealt with these things, I've read a lot about stuff like borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. like those sort of like manic episodes that are triggered by fear. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and it's not always a sensible, reasonable fear, but it it is a panic, extremely real fear. Right. And so when he's trying to talk to her and she's trying to talk to him, and it's already hard enough because she has to like write stuff down, you know, it's really hard to watch him try to communicate with people. And then he says, "Like I just need a gun in my mouth. Like that's a, that that that's like a, that's that that's a reaction. That's that's just a reaction. He's not even right. thinking. He's just like, just he's, he's like twenty out of ten panic mode. You know, right? Like, he's in like fight or, fight or flight. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to talk about again the contrast because the night before, he's reassuring Lou and Lou's worried, but they're like going to bed and he's like, "Hey, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna figure this out." You know, and he's we can still play. He's like, trying play to convince himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's as much as he's trying to convince her. And then next scene, he is just broken. Twenty man. out of ten, like yeah. you said, he's in straight panic mode. And um, oh. but I mean, it's just it's hard because he, you know, goes from that. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, like he immediately knows, like he's not rational, and it's not even like. I don't want to say it's not his fault because obviously he's doing it, but it's almost not, like he doesn't know how to handle this. He doesn't know. Well, sure. What yeah. I mean, as would anybody. I mean, you, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, there's a show. This is random, but there's a show that me and Hannah watched a while back. I forgot what it's called, but as well as Orphan woman. Black. Yes, but it's it's about this woman who's who's blind. Okay. And there she's it's she's not Orphan Black. She's been blind, but she meets a guy who's going blind. I remember thinking like, that's probably got to be just like. Like it's one thing to be born that way, or to lose it all at once, but to like slowly lose it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, well, I'm no, nah, I'm just. I not, mean, we don't, we don't know. Yeah, no. Like I could <laughs> imagine. I can't, can't. I can't imagine. Right. Um. Anyway, so they go to uh, this ranch style farm place. Well, Hector gives him a call and says, yep. "I found, I found a uh, a place that he can yep. go." Uh, so they go to, um, which also I thought should he be driving? <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yeah. I mean. Not to say that deaf people can't drive, True. but like newly, like if he he doesn't know. I think I rely on my hearing more than when, we, when I realize, right? More yeah. than more than I realize when I'm driving. Um, I thought, well, he's got Lou with him, so he he does have a set of ears there. But Lou's yeah. not even watching the road. She's no, she's, she's probably just, going through her own stuff right now. I mean, yes, she is for sure. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so then we meet she, Joe. She just looks perpetually 
distraught yeah. Yeah. after she finds out that he can't hear. Um, so we meet Joe. Sorry, I have. Um, you have what? Had a burp. Okay. Uh, um, Joe's a recovering Joe. alcoholic. Yes. Um, a Vietnam War vet. Yeah, but finally he he lost his hearing in like with a, I think it was a bomb or whatever mm-hmm. went off him. Um, so he kind of lays it out for him about like what his place is. It's essentially like a I don't want to say a rehab, but sort of. But it's like for deaf people. But there's there's no phones. There's no communication with anybody out, out on the outside world, mm-hmm. which which is normal. That's that that's that's uh, very common. Um, and you have to stay there. Like at first, Ruben's like, "Oh, you know, we'll we'll stay in the RV." Yeah, you know, Lou will stay, and he, he's, he's like, like "No, no you, you, you stay to, in the house, and she here, she has to go. And she has to she has to leave." Um, <clears throat> and immediately, you know, I forgot what he said, um, but I immediately liked Joe. Um, yeah, he's a lip reader, which I think is always like. So, I don't actually know this is true, but correct me if I'm wrong. Are these deaf actors? I'm looking at Paul Ricey. I think it's pronounced Ricey. Mm-hmm. He plays Joe. I don't think he is de- deaf. Okay. It doesn't say on, on his Wikipedia page that he is a deaf actor. He's also been in uh, Baskets and Parks and Rec. Gotcha. So. But I would. I, I definitely got the, uh, the vibe that like, the people who are at his house... Um, and like all the kids and stuff later, I definitely think that 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 they are deaf. I know that uh, Lauren Ridloff, who plays Diane, the teacher, mm-hmm. uh, she is she's deaf. Okay, gotcha. She fun fact: she's gonna be, play a deaf superhero in Marvel's Eternals, which is supposed to come okay, out. Okay, gotcha. Tight. Supposed to come right. out this year. I'm looking at it right now. Awesome, cool. Yeah. So I think like she's also in The Walking Dead. You know, just like seeing. Uh, I don't know. I've always thought. Sign language and stuff is incredible. I've always kind of wished I knew it. Um, it's such a, not that speaking isn't, but it's such a, like an emotive language. Like yeah. You, you can really see someone's emotions when they're using sign language that I feel like sometimes doesn't come across. Yeah. Like I can, I can speak to you with a straight face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But with sign language... There's all this emotion coming out through the face and everything. Have you seen? Um, we live in Atlanta, so uh, have you seen the governor uh, signer? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Um, have anyway. you seen like the the sometimes at at concerts like big like festivals they'll have like a signer? Oh yeah, off on the side. Um, I just I'm not. I I I think it's cool. Anyway, so Joe's. I mean Joe. Uh, Ruben's like nah, fam. It's a deal breaker. Nope, not not doing it. So they leave. Yep. Um, Don't go very far. Uh, I'm trying to think about like how quickly it happens afterwards, but um, we get to a place where um, Lou essentially draws a line in the sand. Um, she calls a cab. Yeah, I think she calls her dad. Wait a second. We don't I'm know who she think. calls, but I'm pretty sure she calls her dad. I think we 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 got it out of order. I think he has the meltdown after. He sees Joe because I think that's when she leaves, is it not? I don't think so. I think, I think what happens is they have the they call Hector after he has the cigarette mm-hmm. when they're at the diner. He's trying to convince her he's fine. He doesn't need to go see Hector mm-hmm. or like he doesn't need to go to a, a place. Yeah, you know he's fine. He's not having a relapse. And then the next morning he freaks out. Yeah. Then okay. Hec- then Hector calls and they drive there. Gotcha. Um, but 
uh, Lou, I think it is her, her, her dad. Um, but she calls a cab. Dude, this scene, I got to tell you, this scene um, where she's leaving. It's heavy. Dude, it got me. It got me a lot. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like with Ruben, well, first off, this is probably a lot harder than harder for Lou than anybody probably. I I, I don't want to say incredibly ex- difficult ex- for Lou. expect, but it's it's because it, it tends she, to more focus on Ruben, obviously. But right, um, she's making the decision to yeah. to leave his life for him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. she's like he's, she recognizes that he's not going to make this decision for himself. Yeah. It's man, it's brutal. You know, it's brutal. It's really, really well done too. And and he's like, um, just prompt. The only way I'll do it is if you promise me yeah. you'll wait. Yeah, uh, Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook said is her name. Yeah, they're just phenomenal. It was so good. It was so good. And just it's it's hard because you you can see her fighting to like stand her ground, if you will, mm-hmm. and be like, no, this needs to happen. And you can see him, like. At least to me, it was like teetering this line between going super unhealthy and trying to just do the right thing. Right. Because he, he almost gets like, he, he almost becomes like manipul- manipul- manipulative. Well, sure. Yeah. And th- this is, I mean, it's it's talked about later by Joe, mm-hmm. you know, way later in the movie. Yep. But this is addiction. This yeah. is, he's, he's, the desperation in his voice. He's like, no, this is, no, 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 I yeah. need you to stay. Yes. Yes, you know, and, and it's almost like a like a I don't want to say gaslighting, but it's like this thing where it's like, no, this actually hinges on you, right? Yeah, which is not reality, right? Um, and we'll get to that scene with Joe later because it really makes you question, like, you know, someone who's an addict doesn't just necessarily mean someone who abuses drugs or whatever or alcohol. You can be addicted to damn near anything in a mm-hmm. sense of like a type of behavior. Um, but it was just re- because you see him like. I think he knows, like, he needs to do it. Yeah. And it's just hard, man. Like, it's just such a hard scene. And you see the realization on his face. You see it on her yeah. face, you know. And then when she leaves, like, it's almost like someone punched him in the stomach. You know, he keeps, like, holding his chest, and he, like, can't breathe. And he's like, like, I've... All the while, been, we, and we haven't really yeah. mentioned this, but he he's, has this desperation, and the lines of communication have broken down. He oh, can't, yeah, he, he can't, can't hear. He can't speak with Lou. Yeah. He, he's... Desperately, he's repeating himself while she's writing, and, yeah. and he's like, "What are you writing? What, what what's on the paper?" Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to mention that. No, because yeah, it, true. It really adds to the the desperation. You know, he's he has to learn how to be again. Yeah, he it's it's hard enough. Those moments are hard enough, but when you when you genuinely just can't communicate, it's hard. It's just like ten times harder. Um, but it's a great scene. It was just, I really 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 enjoyed it. That in a sad way i mean it wasn't like oh this is amazing but i was like this is mm-hmm. it was just it was beautifully done um you get off on trauma it's okay <laughs> no i don't but i i try to sit with it I mean, best i can this movie um, this movie is incredibly talk, talking about sit with it mm-hmm. if there's a genre of oh, movie dude. that i enjoy it would be like sit with it <laughs> self-reflection and catharsis dude <laughs> The genre of so, movies. Let's like get into that. So he goes to um, Joe's. Yeah. And what's interesting is like those first few. I don't know how long. It doesn't really say how long he's there. You know. We get um, the we get the sense that it's a while because yeah, he, he learns, learns sign language. American sign language. He yep. becomes a big part of the community. Yep. He helps. Yep. 
I don't. I can't remember people's names at the house. I don't remember if they're remember. if they're said. Yeah, they're not really said. I think a lot of it is signed. I also think it's interesting because well, I had okay. But when I'm talking about communicating, I don't know if they were signed. Well, no, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying like for me and you, like we didn't. We're not gonna know that. You know what I mean? But I think it's interesting. I had captions on when I watch. I always do. And I think it's interesting because after a while, my captions started reading uh, the sign language. Well, yeah. I mean, they were. Yeah. Yes, but I also, maybe it was different for you, but at the beginning when they first started signing, I didn't have any captions. Right. And because, thought, he, because he can't understand Exactly. Them. I was like, that's, I don't know if that was, on, I'm sure it was on purpose, but that's a really, really cool way to do it because you, it right. keeps the audience where the where your main character is. I thought right. it was really, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It was? But I was going to say, I think however long he's there, I'll say, this thing's there for three months, whatever. Those first few weeks, whatever, the first few days or so, Man, I got the sense that he was extremely lonely. Not just because, okay, you look at me like, of course. I wasn't looking at you, but, but I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been at halfway houses in the past. Yes. But think about when he's being introduced there. I, I totally hi- hijacked this. No, it's fine. I want to see if you're going to say it the way that I was going to say it. Keep going. Think about, like, right when he gets there and he, he sees his bed and he sees, like, his, like, bedroom mate and he, like, just tries to say yo. And the, the guy, I mean. Yeah. He doesn't know how to communicate with anybody. Exactly. So that like he just assumes that that guy can hear him, that, and that's not the case. Yeah, that you know? first dinner scene. Right. I was like, dude, this is really really sad because they're all talking, laughing, and he's just sitting there because he doesn't know what anybody's saying. He's not even looking up. He's looking <laughs> he's at his just, food. Just yeah. So I thought that was like really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the isolation, you can be totally alone and be surrounded by people at the same time. Right. You know. Um, but I I. I still got the sense that the people there were very welcoming and very warm to him. Sure. We get that little funny nod of to-dos, and Ruben was like, learn, learn how to be deaf. Learn how to be deaf. Yeah. Um, he starts going to classes yep. where Diane's the teacher, yep. and then there's another class. He writes his name in, like, font Gra- 255. It's like, it's like graffiti font, <laughs> yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, that's probably also really, really trippy for him to be in, like, a children's class. That you know would I mean? throw me off. Yeah, like it he really becomes is like good a buddies with them. Yeah, but that would throw me off. I mean, it genuinely is like a like a class for kids. Yeah. Um, but we see him start learning to sign, and he's very like reluctant at first, which I think is, I mean, of course, you know what I'm saying. Now I have a question because right now we're we're just at the house, right? We're going through this whole thing of him like learning how to be deaf, right? Yep. What? I want to get your interpretation of the morning that he wakes up. And he's trying to fix like the roof. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. So what happens? Um, there? At first, I thought maybe he was put to work because that's that's very common. I know that in um, uh, Sonoy, where they film Sonoya, where they film, there's a place Sonoy-y. south of Atlanta <laughs> that has five names, or it's, it's it's where they film Walking Dead. Yes. Um, there's a place called the Better Way House, or whatever down mm-hmm. there. And from what Better I Better Ministries, yeah, they from, do all kinds of stuff yeah, around here. It's sort of like that. It's for uh, recovering addicts and stuff. From what I understand, is like a lot of them are like in this. They're given jobs, and so sure. I thought maybe he was that was he was put to work, you know? Right. But based on what, so Joe comes based in. on how Joe reacted because I was yeah. kind of confused because he was like, "What was that all about? What are you doing?" Um, Honestly, I thought so. Here's the the lineup of the scenes. And, oh yeah, yeah. Continue. Yep. Um, I know what you're gonna say. He goes up into the, he finds the computer, like he yep. goes up and the door's unlocked and he gets on the computer 
and he checks his email. Yes. Then it goes to the scene to of him scene. fixing the house, and then it's, <clears throat> what was that all about? I so thought I Joe, thought he was addressing yeah. the, the email thing. I thought Joe knew that he got on his email and but stuff, too. But continue. What, what do you think is going on? So my, my takeaway from it was that maybe that's... Because he's been sober for four years now. Right. Um, my assumption is that that's his. He has to be doing something. Always. Right. But what is what is Joe? Why is Joe not okay with it? So we learn. I think right after this is that Joe, I guess, knows at least for Ruben that the constant motion and the constant movement is actually just a way to cope. Sure. He's, he's, yeah. he's not going to really make any progress. Exactly. If, so he, if Joe, he's continuing that. Joe is like, you have to be still. You have to sit. Your assignment. You sit still. He gives him an assignment. And he gives it a gr- I love this. I love it. I have journaled for years. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you should. But he said, I'm, I'm going to give you an assignment. You, I'm gonna, he's like, 5.30. Because, you know. 5 o'clock. Because, because. Uh, uh, Ruben's like, uh, you know, 5.30. He's like, fine, I'll make it 5. I'll, yeah, have, I'll have true, coffee true. ready for you at 5. Uh, he says, I'm going to put you in a room, and you're going to sit. And he says, what he say? He says, whenever you don't feel like sitting anymore. Or you or, can't. Or you can't, then you write. And you don't he draw. Said, and he, yeah, don't draw. He said, you write, and you write until you feel like you can sit again, mm-hmm. which I think is super powerful because it forces you to just self-reflect. Yeah. Um. And also writing it down forces your body to slow down. Sure. Uh, it's actually and he says it. he says what you write doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, it doesn't no, have no. to be legible. No, nah, dude. There's something that that I've I haven't done it as much as, as I wanted to, but I've done it before. And something called it's called the morning pages, where like the first thing you do when you wake up is, is you three write three pages. You write three pages. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's from back. It's, I mean, it can be whatever. It's like sure. it's, it's like that or 15 minutes, whatever. Sure. And it's just like. You just you just get brain, it out. You just brain vomit. You just there's no rhyme or reason. There's no grammar. Nothing. You just I sometimes you just unload. I I used to do it routinely, yeah. and now I sometimes do it. Yeah. You, know, you know how life it's happens. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know some sometimes I'll just like write a random story or yeah. something. Well, sometimes it's literally like like nothing. Three sentences in a row that have nothing to do with yeah. each other. You know what I mean? Well, it's and wild because I've done that before, and you still like you have to get yourself into a place where you're okay with writing nothing, because mm-hmm. you'll still think, well, "I got to write about something." Yeah, this needs to make sense. Yeah, but it, and that's 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 like because we always feel like we've got to be producing. Exactly, that's hurdle number one. Where it's right. like, okay, do I have to like be something? Um, and you don't, and that's hard. Right. That's really hard to kind of get out of. I like um, this. No, yeah, but that's really like I have, dude. I've got so many journals; it's not even funny. Um, and there's one where, like, I was like writing in it, and I was like, "Is this supposed to be like free form poetry or something or some mm-hmm. shit?" And I was like, "No, it's just, it's just me." Yeah, there's not anything to this. This is just for me. It doesn't need to be anything. You don't have to perform for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I think it's great. And honestly, that first scene where he goes. Dude, there's just so many things that I have just I feel like I've been there. I'm not I'm not going deaf, so I can't literally. But these moments Okay, of so like, let's get that out of the way because there is something about this film that we cannot relate with. And, and we that's, never I mean That's going deaf. Yeah, we, but we have no idea. This is this is something and the way he copes with it and the panic attacks and all of the emotion. Yeah. That he shows as Ruben in this film, I feel like is something that almost everyone, if not everyone, if you can relate. If you with. say that you never felt those emotions, I'm sorry, you're lying. Why would you lie to us? Like I hate to be so crass about it, but like, don't lie to us. 
you're, if you're human, you felt these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so while we cannot identify with the exact scenario that he's going through, yeah. there is something... That's why this movie is impacting so many people. If you look yeah. at the ratings, like it is... Oh, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. And not everyone that has seen this film is deaf or going yeah. deaf. You know what I mean? And so I just wanted to get that out of the way because yeah. we can talk yeah. about this as if... It's relatable because while this, the exact scenario is not, the emotions are, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Like know. when we say that we could, we felt this, it's not in the literal same circumstance, if you will. Right. But, you know, like I've had these moments where, you know, realizing like depersonalization and like you feel like you're losing grip on who you thought you were, if you will. And sure. I, I would say at this Every point day. for him, but I mean, but seriously, yeah. Every day I, I die. <laughs> I would say little deaths every single day, and every, then I'm reborn. Every day I die a little. Yeah. Um, Not a little. No, I die. Like, oh, just it's, totally. It's a, it's a complete death, and then and then. <laughs> and then you just recreate yourself. Yeah. Um, but I would say at this point, all he was maybe was a drummer. He's like, this is this is this is what my life is, mm-hmm. and all of a he's sudden, a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> all of a sudden, that's gone. Yeah. And so you, he's probably wrestling with like, who am I gonna be now? You know, like, what am I? And that's why this, this is a complete, yeah, yeah, a crisis this, of identity. Yeah, this sounds cheesy and stuff, but that's why, like, relationship and community are so, like, necessary because you could lose everything and still mm-hmm. have and still be something and still have something. Um, Can we talk about the donut? I was getting to that. Yeah. Okay. So he, I'll, I'll let you sorry, go for it. No, I'm like please, rambling, please. but he he gets up reluctantly and he goes to this. Um, to, to this room and he has a donut and coffee waiting for him and he like sets it down and he just like he just I don't want to say he loses it but it's like this moment of just like anger man like he has the, like you have well, to he's process coming to, he's coming to terms with a new reality yeah like you have to process I remember I've had he moments. went from being this drummer who like does what he wants when he wants he's always on the move yeah. always seeing new places yep he is in a room his only assignment is to sit or write and yep that's it and he's 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 losing his hearing rapidly. Yep. And, and yeah, he's so having he, to refind himself. And that's he, that's incredibly frustrating. Think about it. He just and like I think honestly, this might sound weird, but I think this scene is very healthy in ways. Because bear with me. Yeah, okay. Bear with me. Because you have to find a way to get these things out. Sure. And I think that the f- that the best way, in my opinion, most of the time is writing. To smash a donut. No, but is writing or communicating. But there are times when you have, there's just so much, like if he's angry, you know what I'm saying? He's sure. angry. So he smashes this donut. And it's weird because he like. And then he frantically tries to piece it back together. Exactly. And like, I, I loved that. Yeah. That was, that was very, the, the impactful side of it for me. In a very sad way, I was like, oh, like you've. I've been there. It's like this, like immediate, like, oh, no, 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 no. I have you know broken things. And like in a, in a moment of panic, like a panic yeah. attack sort of thing, I've yeah. broken things. And then like two seconds later, I've been trying to put them back together. Exactly. Or like you've done something, like, and you're just like, no, no, no. Like you immediately, you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, are you just. There's moments where I've, I've, I've had that and like, you know, like you, you'll, you'll yell. I remember yeah, one time yeah, I did yeah. it and I had to sing like saying I yelled so loud that I lost my voice. I was like, no, no. Like I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so he's like trying to like repiece it. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so well done. Like it's, it's more than just he's angry. Like he's in free fall here. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And he starts like he's you see he's mad. He's like, You fucking idiot. Like you're just an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me. I we're, <gasps> That we're was trying, our one. We're, we're that was our one for the that. episode. But I'm saying like that's he just doesn't I don't think he knows what to he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Doesn't know what to do. That was a great scene. Great scene. I don't even know what happens next. Well, but I mean, he's, he's still frustrated. I think he gets in there and he, he crushes the donut. But then, like, we see him, you know, it's sort of going through time. You know, time is passing. And he's, like, yelling and hitting the door. And then eventually he sits. Mm-hmm. But, and keep in mind, there, there are multiple, like, arcs going on at the same time. You know, we see him in the morning doing this. And then we see him go to school and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But eventually, <coughs> with this assignment... It becomes something that he's looking forward to. Oh, yeah. You see him start to get up in the morning. He's got the, oh, yeah. the donut in his mouth and the coffee, and he's like yep. running to that room with his notepad. I was notepad loving and, this part because I was paper. like, I was like, he's getting in the groove, man. Yeah. And I said notepad and paper. Yeah, but I meant notepad and pen. <laughs> and he's writing so frantically that he his his hand can't keep up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but also, I had I saw this little thing here. This I, this comes into play later. Uh, Joe does promise to do the same thing. Remember yeah. how, how Joe's like, I'm going to be doing the same I'll be thing. i this with you. Yeah. Um, which, when he comes to him later, Joe is sitting there with his pen with and his, paper. Yes. And a cup of coffee. But this is where we get to um, the part of the movie that, like, is, I've, it's just, it's a, it makes you feel good. Um, he's, you know, he's loving these kids. They're having a great time. I, I knew, um, when he takes the the boy outside on the slide mm-hmm. and he's banging on the thing, I said he's gonna start drumming, and I knew it because yep. I was like, he still can have that in his life. Um, and the boy's putting his ear on, yes, the, on the metal slide, dude. And that scene where they have their hands on the piano, mm-hmm. so cool, yep. so cool. Like we take music for granted. Yep, I can hear you. I take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think that kid's got his eyes closed and they're just feeling it. It's awesome. I'm not literally not thought about that, but that's awesome. Yeah, so cool. Um, but yeah, so we, we started to see, he's really like, I don't know, he's doing good. He's definitely doing good. He's becoming a member of this community. He's getting fluid in sign language. Sign language um, he's right. transforming. He's, he's a different person. By the end of this stage in yeah. the film, like phase, yeah. phase two, phase three, because yeah. phase one would be him as a drummer. Mm-hmm. Phase two is free fall. Free fall. Phase three is like the big come up, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's becoming who yep. he, he is. Yep. And by the end of phase three, he's a completely different person than he was yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, um, he's got his pal. I don't think she ever says her name, but he like With the draw- tattoo. Yeah, he like draws the the girl. Mm-hmm. That scene was cracking me up. I, I think it's great, and we see it later that he did tattoo. I, I, does he tattoo? It I don't know if he did it. Whatever. I don't but, know if he's a tattoo artist. But then we start seeing. He is inked up. I think he's triggered a little bit because he sees Lou. Well, he's he, performing. He breaks right? the rules. Yes, he breaks the rules a couple times. At the beginning, it's at the beginning. <laughs> at the beginning of his stay. At the there, beginning, uh, it's at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So he he does it at the beginning, and then he does it at the end. Yep. And in the middle, it doesn't seem like he's doing it at all. No. Yeah. He seems like he's right? kind of like steady. You know, like on the straight and narrow. If it you will. feels like he's found something. Yeah. It feels like he's found a new life. And at one point, Joe even says, "He he's almost alluding yeah, to yeah. like you you've graduated, but he's like." You know, you can stay here and you can work either yep. here at the house or, or, or at the or, at the, the community center. The kids, yeah. You know, and that's just awesome. I yeah. love that. And then yeah. he sneaks into Joe's apartment. He has to go in the back way yeah, yeah. To, the, to the office with the computer. And what does he find? You already said it. And he's, he <laughs> goes to like, I think it's, it's like his band's website or whatever. Yeah. 
and uh, Lou has been performing in Paris or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like say la vie bitches yeah, or and something. It's, and it's interesting too because I I forgot for a second when he pulls up the video that he can't hear it, and I was like, oh man, he can't even. Yeah. Um. So that sort of triggers him, I think, and then I think he gets determined to kind of get back to that and get back to her. It that one moment him doing that, I think. Undoes a lot of work. It does that that he's been doing for himself. Yeah. So because he he he, he restarts that motion. Yeah. I feel like he was getting to the point where he was about to find that stillness, and that restarts the the wheels. Yeah. You know. Um, I see this. Uh, her name is Jen. By the way, I just found it on on, on here. Jen is uh, he. So he goes to his RV. Okay. Um, he has one last night cranking on the drums. You know. Yep. Um, and then he. I guess solicits Jen to help him sell it all. Mm-hmm. Um, little by little. Little by little. So that just kind of goes to show that the time's still passing. But he sells everything and then eventually sells his his RV. Yep. With the caveat that he can buy it back for ten percent. Ten percent more. The guy's like eight weeks. It was a real cool little uh, like negotiating pit. He's like, "Why would you want to do that?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm deaf. Yeah, it's a yes or no." He was like, "Take it or leave it. I, yeah. I can't hear you." <laughs> um, so then. He uses the money for the... He uses the money to get the implants. The cochlear. Co- cochlear? I've heard both. <laughs> I don't know if it's cochlear. Uh, but Implant gets, surgery. So what's interesting is I feel like at this point, before the implants, was he full-on deaf or was he just like really muffled? So when he goes to the doctor, the doctor says you're at about like 26% in this year, 24% yep. in that year. And he says it's not going to get any better. He says it, it, it could get worse right, it could pretty get rapidly. Worse. So, I mean, we don't really know. I know at some points we hear it from his perspective, and it's muffled. Yeah. It's, it might be more muffled than it was earlier in the movie, but it's muffled. Yeah. After he gets the surgery... He's deaf. Yeah, it, it's complete silence because yeah. they've, they've you know surgically removed everything. Yeah. So that's something else there, too, is that he did this thinking that it'd be perfectly fine like it was before, and inadvertently now he is... 100% deaf. Because it has, they have to wait like four weeks before they activate yep. We got the one month. Um, so then he goes back, and we have this incredible scene with him and Joe. Yes. Um, Zach, you can, you can take this no, one. No, 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 no. I want you, you to. Sure? Yeah, okay. please. Because you're, you just saw this. Uh, no, I know. It's so cool. So he walks in on Joe. Joe is writing, like he said that he would be. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's, you know, at first it's kind of this nice talk that's kind of going well, and then he says, I, I did the deed. Yeah, and he shows him uh, the, shows the him bandages. The, the bandage. And you can um, you can already, it, it, it goes to Joe. I, I told you to do it, and then I'm, like, jumping in there. But, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Please do. It, it goes to Joe, and you can see, like, the, his facial expression change at that moment. Yeah. Right. Uh, which which we, we do explain. Um, uh, and they're sort of talking, and then um, Ruben asks Joe for money to buy back the to RV. buy back his RV. And what's funny is, which Joe will point out in just a second, I even thought this during the scene, is that his, Ruben's demeanor has already changed. He's becoming where, desperate again. Where like a scene or two ago, he was very much at peace and seemed very, very calm. Mm-hmm. He's already kind of jumpy. He's antsy. You know, he's, he's already like immediately trying to explain himself and like be, he's sort of defensive and like, I don't, there's a word I'm looking for. But, um, you know, he's saying stuff like, oh, this is not a big deal, you know, like, I can totally get it back for you, I can totally pay it back, it's not, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny deal, it's not, just some things I gotta fix, and Joe says, from, from where I am, 
I don't know what situation you've yeah. gotten yourself He's into. Like, I don't know what you did to get here, but from my perspective, you are you look and sound like an addict. Mm-hmm. And that was spot on. Yeah, and he's me like no 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 no. Uh, my girlfriend's got yeah, a rich like, dad. Yeah, my dad's rich. Like, I can pay back. It's not even. It's a not big a, thing. not a big deal. But he's right, dude. Joe is correct. Yes, like sp- I mean, hundred percent. And so I'm, I'm like in that moment, I began to ask like, okay, so what is he addicted to now? Because he hasn't been doing any drugs. Mm-hmm. But is he addicted to this idea of who he thinks he's supposed to be? Right. Maybe or this idea of like what his life is supposed to be. Because I think, I mean, that's something that we all kind of do. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. being like, oh, I'm just going to be this musician guy. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I have to be these certain ways to be this. Right. When in reality, that's not true. Sure. You know, so he's found this new life with these kids um, and Diane and his new friends and essentially his new family at Joe's place. But he's so obsessed with I guess what he was getting doing. back to that place. Yes, what he was. This was doing. always temporary, like f- from the beginning for him. Yeah, it was never supposed to be a f- like a new lifestyle. It was just right. this is a means to an end. Even if momentarily he like found a home there, which mm-hmm. it definitely seemed like he did, and then yep. there was there was a shift when when he looked at the computer. Yeah, that looking at the computer and seeing Lou performing in France mm-hmm. re re affirmed that this was a temporary yeah. situation. Convinced him to 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 like try and go back again. Is this when Joe talks about stillness? Yes. So um uh Joe goes on to say like Does he say like you know do you know why I gave you that assignment? Yeah, he he's okay. saying like you've done all these things like you've done and you've been sitting here and you've been writing and you've sit he said in any of those moments, in any of those times where yes, you actually it, yeah. still did you ever have any actually moment in any moments of stillness? And he says this great line that, you know, cause like, uh, Ruben even goes on like earlier says, he's like, I'm not religious. I don't, you know, and, um, he's like, this is not for, this is, pe- this is for people in need, not religious people. Mm-hmm. But he says this, this that was when they got to the house. Yeah, yeah. This, this great line. And, um, I love what it says in the sense, like not even about like religion or anything, but he says like those moments of stillness, that is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And in the sense of like those moments is where you find your life. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? I had one of those moments not very long ago where I got back from the gym. I, I go to the gym very early in the morning and I got back and Hannah was still in bed. And I like laid, that, laid back down with her. Sorry, this is random and maybe people don't care, but I care. I had this moment where, and this know, is our podcast. My, my so they wife, can listen to it. who is pregnant. And I had like my two dogs, mm-hmm. and I'm sure whiskey was in here snoozing. I'm I'd love to have her back because I it wasn't with her for a long time. But I had this moment where I kind of looked around, and man, there's things that I wish I had done by now. I mean, you sure. joke where I used I wish I was freaking Harry Styles right now. You know what I'm saying? But like I had you were sp- supposed to be headlining Music Midtown, performing <laughs> like at Music Midtown six years ago. Yeah. Um, What's going on? Hey, Music Midtown, if you want to check me out. Look me up on Spotify. <laughs> but I had this moment where I, I stopped and I thought, I've got all the things that I need. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was this moment mm-hmm. of quiet. It was like 7 a.m. And I was like, this is a good, this is a good moment. This is like, this is a beautiful moment. And so I think he's saying like those moments of stillness is where you find the beauty of life. One last thing. Sorry, I know I'm ranting. But there's so many shots in here 
where it'll cut from Ruben in his muffled hearing, whatever, uh, to just nature, to just these beautiful shots mm-hmm. and the audio. And it, it, it made me realize that we take it for granted because it's this beautiful sounds of like wheat blowing in the wind or like birds chirping. And Meanwhile, like, I'm going for a walk on lunch, like between like on, on my lunch break mm-hmm. from work. And I've got like my AirPods in. Yeah, I'm not listening to nature. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, so like, <laughs> it was just man. I was like, this is really powerful. Yeah, I, I, I remember being. I found the. No, no, it, 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 I mean it's fine. I was just saying like I remember many times going to the beach, and I always try and take at least one walk by myself where I can just oh yeah like sit on the beach. I remember I drove down there once alone when I was like 19. I was went to the beach by myself and just sat on the beach, mm-hmm. and it was. Like November, so there was nobody there, and I was like, "This is perfect." Uh, my family—they're not—they're not beach people. They're, <laughs> they're like cabin people. Okay, you know, like going. Hey, out. mountains are so beautiful. Yeah, mountains are wonderful. I'm going to the mountains in a couple months, and I'm I'm very excited. I might miss the birth of your child, but oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll Facetime you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be great. But when I go to the mountains with my family, you know, we go on hikes, we do this mm-hmm. and do that. But I make a point. To be the first person to wake up, I make myself a cup of coffee and I just go sit outside. Oh yeah, dude! Every morning. I remember I went to Savannah with some friends of mine. It's been like eight years, but I remember I, I woke up before everybody. Mm-hmm. If anybody here hasn't been to Savannah, Georgia, it's a beautiful city. Yep. Go to it. Um, and I like walked from our hotel to like River Street, down the old like cobblestone roads and mm-hmm. stuff, just alone, just walking. And I was like, see, man, it's just. I loved, I love that where he's like these moments of stillness is where you find your life. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway, so then he asked to stay there for a while, mm-hmm. and this is where I, another really important thing where Joe says, "My house is built on the belief that deafness is not a handicap." Oh, can I go? Can I go back? Yeah. Because I found the the quote. Yes. About stillness. Yes. Uh, and I want to I want to say because it's very powerful. Yeah. So Ruben is 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 ranting at this point. He's trying to convince Joe. He's trying to convince himself mm-hmm. that the cochlear implants they don't matter. Like if yeah. he if he leaves, it, he says, "What does it matter? What does it matter? It just passes. If I disappear, who cares? Nobody cares, man. Seriously, yo, and that's okay. That's life. That's life for for real. Okay, it just passes. It just, it just mm-hmm. passes. And Joe is just you know sitting there serenely, and he says, "I wonder all these mornings you've been sitting in my study, sitting." Have you had any moments of stillness? Because you're right, Ruben. The world does keep moving, and it can be a damn cruel place. Mm-hmm. But for me, those moments of stillness, that place, that's the kingdom of God. Yeah. I don't think... And he says, like, that place will never abandon you. Right, yes. There was. There's this incredible book I have yet to read, but I've heard it's amazing. Hannah's reading it, and I want her to finish so I can read it. It's called Untamed. And it's about... Um, it's 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 geared mainly toward like women and stuff, but there was one one chapter that Hannah was by Glennon Doyle. Glennon Doyle, she's married to um, Abby Wambach from oh, the yeah. US, yeah, as, as a uh, soccer team. There's a scene where she, she's talking about her kids, and she tells her daughter, like her daughter asks, like, well, you know, will I ever lose you or daddy, whatever, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And and the reality of it is, is like, we'll all lose our parents one day. But she says something that I thought that's beautiful. Where she was like, "Even if you lose me, you'll never lose you. You'll never lose yourself." And I, if you can learn to be in those moments of stillness, you'll never, you'll always have that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. 
anyway, um, I thought it was it's just great. But Joe says my house is built on the belief that deafness is not a handicap, mm-hmm. and it's built on, on on that trust. And so he's he, not something to fix. He recognizes, yeah, he because he says all of us need to be reminded of it every day. Yes, and he's like tearing up at yeah, this point. Yeah, because you know? earlier in the movie he says we're here to fix this. He points to his head. Right, we're not he here says, to fix this. Not and he's these. He points to his ears. Um, but he's like essentially saying like if 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 I let you stay here, somebody who's actively showing them that they want to undo their deafness and mm-hmm. that deafness is something to be fixed, then he is betraying the trust of everybody else there. And so he asks him to leave. And so he says, I, yeah, I need you to, to, to go. And at this point, <sighs> Ruben's still in full on like, all right, cool, fine. You know, th- I mean, he he's, I guess he's polite enough about it. But he's like, okay, cool. You know, like, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. But... Then he makes his way back to Paris, I think. He goes back to Paris. Well, so after he leaves the room, we go back to Joe, and we see his, like, final, like, look of disappointment. Oh, dude, and this it's part, heartbreaking, man. Yeah. It's sad. It's, ex- it's... Yeah. You can almost see Sorry. that he's probably been through this multiple times with people that have come through there. You know what I mean? And... Mm. Anyways. But, um... So he goes to Paris. No, no. First, he gets his his uh, implants activated, right? Yeah, he gets them activated. And he's obviously and disappointed. Yeah, he's like, yeah, sound, it's not. You gotta adjust it. Adjust yeah, he's it, like, this sounds know. bad. It sounds bad. Um, also, I kind of realized I thought, I you know the title of the movie "Sound of Metal" could be okay. He's in a metal band, yada yada yada. But when they started playing the implants. I thought this kind of sounds like metal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sounds very metallic, and I thought that's a cool play on the on the title. Um, Full circle, the only metal you've listened to is Metallica. So gasp! Wow! 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 <laughs> anyway, so then he goes to Paris, and we meet. I guess it's Lou's father, right? Yeah. Um, Ru- Ruben's met him, but and we dude, meet. Yeah. This is. I was texting you and I said that I like just groaned audibly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking to Lou's uh, dad, um, Richard. Richard also saying like, "Are you back on your drums?" He's like, "No, not yet. I got some things I gotta you know figure yeah. out first. Still it's like of, his. It's like his. Uh, his like go to. Yeah. He's like he's I got some things. I got some things gotta gotta figure out first. Um, but then he's talking to like Richard and he's like, you know, I lost my daughter when my life when when my wife left me, but then. I lost her again when his when her mother killed herself, and I was like, "God, man! Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much pain in this movie." Yes, and it's like, and he says, "Sorry, I, I, no, it's fine. Go ahead." He says, "And for the longest time, I wasn't a big fan of you, or you know, he says I wasn't fond of you, you know, yeah. whatever he says." But he says, um, "But you gave her a place to go." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so thank you. Yeah, and it's just like you. This, uh, when you meet this girl who's got the scars on her wrist and she scratches, it's like a nervous tick and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the more about her backstory, and it's just like, damn, man, like there's just a lot of pain. And this is a very powerful, just a powerful movie. Yes. But then he finally sees her again, and she he looks up and like takes a nap or something. I know he just hangs out there. She, she looks great. She comes in. She looks beautiful. Yeah. She's like. Just and I, I don't mean like just physically. Like she's a different person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, go on. Go back to when the taxi came, 
and they were saying goodbye to each oh, other. Oh yeah, they're both. And a then mess. look at them now. Yeah. And they they're completely different people. Yep. They've both transformed so much, yep. and 100%. both of them are like half expecting it for it to be the same. Yep. And, and, it's, and, not and really. it's not. It's not. You know. Um, but then they have this little party because it's Richard's birthday, and mm-hmm. I really think. Um, and Ruben's like overwhelmed. There's too much noise. Exactly. I thought it's really, I was like, this is really interesting that he finally, he fought so hard to get his hearing back. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down to the party and it's too much. It's like too much input. Well, think about, he's been spending undisclosed amount of time, but we're saying a couple months. In near silence. In near silence, learning stillness. Yeah. And now he's at this French party. Yeah. Not only can he not necessarily... Speak French. <laughs> hear them very well, but what he can hear is in a different language. Yeah. But it's just noise. It's just noise. Right. And, you know, he even goes over to uh, Lou and, like, tries to talk, but he can't really make it out. And then, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I think, I think it's just it's just interesting. But then also I noticed something very, very, like, I was like, this is really, it's, it's very curious. Because Richard pulls Lou aside and they sing. They sing a song on the piano. Yeah. And, dude, she looks miserable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't well, know if it was looks, just me. She almost looks half embarrassed because... The moments where she looks miserable or embarrassed are when she looks up and, and realizes that Ruben's there. Yeah. It's just weird because, like, maybe it's because it's a song about her, like, about her mom, and that's probably maybe. so very hard. But, like, she doesn't – and going back to the very beginning where she's the singer of this metal band, it's almost like it's painful for her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And I'm not saying that metal has to be painful. I'm just saying, like, even the soft ballad, she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know, I just yeah. sort of caught that. She looks very sad, which to me echoes again because when he brings up the idea of touring with her, the album and the, and the band, she starts, she scratching starts scratching and she starts getting the nervous And he notices. Ticks. Yeah, and I don't know. So I don't know if you caught on to that or like thought anything about it, but I noticed it really quick and I was like, that's really interesting Her to me. not necessarily digging the singing. Yeah. See, it's interesting that you say that, you know, because when, when they were performing... At the beginning of the movie, she mm-hmm. also looked very distraught and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe this is like a way for her to process that pain. Yeah. You know, of losing her mother, of, of you know, not being close with her father up until, I mean, at this point, it seems like she, she is because she's living with him. Mm-hmm. But um, you're probably right. When I watched this, my assumption was that she was caught between two lives. Okay, like it, yeah. it, it almost seemed like she didn't think that Ruben would approve of it. Okay. And so, like, this was her new life, and her dad was like, oh, my beautiful daughter, come sing with me. Yeah. And, like, if Ruben hadn't been there, it, maybe things would have been different because she maybe. keeps looking up at him, and, and she's, like, rubbing her arm and, like, looking away and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk some more? Because Whiskey wants some loving. <laughs> well, no, I think that's very interesting. And so she has to choose, like, okay, so is she going to live the life that makes her happy or the one that she thinks will give her the most approval? And maybe there's more going on. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, we can't determine yeah. what makes her happy, you know. Yeah, but I, I think the next scene is very interesting, too, where they, like, he's laying in bed, and she joins him, and they start, like, making out, and you think it's going to be this really tender, like, love scene. She's sort it, of, like, pulling but away. But it just gets really awkward. Yeah. And it gets back to, to, to your point of, like, they expect it to be the same, but it's not. It's not. I've um, been there. Yeah. No, yeah, but it's just, like... It really sucks. And it's weird, because you... You're like, okay, do we force this to happen then? Right. Or, and it turns in this really sad but really beautiful moment where they both sort of admit. Yeah, you know? and you're like, he's talking about 
going back to their old life and she, you know, starts scratching and he just knows like they just know. Also real quick, uh, when she's singing, I think the final nail in the coffin for him was probably she's singing and we transition from hearing the music to hearing how he hears the music and it's awful. Mm-hmm. He can't make anything out. It sounds like heavy metal because it's so distorted. Right. And so I think for me... Maybe was, he was digging it then. Well, no, actually, I think in that moment I thought, oh, he knows he can't go back. Like yeah. he knows he, music isn't can't be what it was for him. Right. So there's this moment where like, you know, he just looks at her and he says, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and they both start crying because she's like, what are you saying? But we know, like, he's saying... They like, both know. Yeah, like, like they both say, like, you saved me. Like, yeah, you saved my you life. You saved my life. Well, you saved my life. Too. Yeah, and it's like this moment of, like, okay, this relationship was beautiful for them then, and it got them to a place, but it's no longer what they need, you know? Right. Then, sorry, I'm just going to I'm just gonna take it home. Yeah, take it home. The ending in this movie is perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Where he's walking around outside, he leaves in the morning, and he's walking around, and it's just, it's just like this cacophony of noise, you know, just this lambasting of just horns, talking, static, just t- everything. Mm-hmm. There's something that happens. So yep. he looks at these two, like, school children. I noticed this, too, yes. And it looks like one's, like, bullying the other one, yeah. right? And there's yep. just, like, all this, uh, just this just, <laughs> awful like, noise. Yeah, it's like, like chaos <laughs> in his head. You yeah. Know? And uh, and then the, the, the bell. The bell is, like, the final yeah. straw. Take it home. So... He sees these these kids, which, which I I thought one of them was like being bullied too. Yeah. And this bell, I mean, it's just like sheer feedback at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just noise, and it's just you know, dinging. And then he takes his his implants off, mm-hmm. or I, I guess his implants are in his head, but he takes the whatever the like receivers off his head, right. and it just goes dead silent. And it goes to the kids, right, and their friends, and they're playing, right. And so for me, Dell's like harmony. Yeah, ab- it, it absolutely. Like, it, like brought, it was like, okay, now we're, we're, we're at a place where there's harmony. Well, it shows how different aspects of your experience can affect other aspects of your experience. Yeah. When, when there's all this like tension of sound mm-hmm. that's happening. You'll perceive it as the, such. The, the, the world around him felt tense. Yeah. There were all these things going on that, that were not pleasant. And he'll perceive that as as Absolutely. Yeah. And then... When he takes the the receivers off mm-hmm. and he goes back to silence, he can and see the rest of the movie is. is silence. Yeah, he can he Dude, can see. I gotta say, he has a different perception. He looks up through the tree that that final shot. Oh, beautiful of the sun in the trees. Mm-hmm. Where are you, Daniel Boquette, cinematographer? Yeah. These last shots, man, and how long? And this is also the director. How long they stayed on these shots mm-hmm. in pure silence? Wonderful. So good. The cut to black. I love a movie with a good cut to black. Yeah, but like, but even <laughs> like he he takes the receivers off. He looks back at the church and it stays on the church for like thirty yeah. seconds. And yeah, it's absolutely. Just silence. It, Whiskey's chewing on. Uh, Whiskey, Hunter's are you trying to chew on my microphone stand? On the mic stand. But it's just silence, and we, and, and we look at him for like a minute and a half or something like that, and it's mm-hmm. just dead silence. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. It's great, and finally, in the last frames of the movie he's still mm-hmm that moment of stillness wow so chef's kiss I whiskey come here I want to say that just like with Joe there was a big sense of like disappointment and like I don't know I experienced things in this movie man oh, there was yeah, like a dude. feeling of anguish when he 
started to go downhill again. Dude, he was, oof. You know what I mean? And Joe gives him the, the speech about stillness and the glory of God. And he goes to France, and he's expecting everything to be the same, and he realizes that it's not. And that can be a super traumatic thing. And I think it was for, yeah. you know, a period of time. But then when he leaves, it's almost like he has the realization that he has what he, he, he what he went through, like the first half of the movie wasn't completely lost. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like he had, he's gained the skills that he needs to forge his own path. Forge yeah. his own path sounds like no, medieval I, or something, but I totally agree. Forge your own path. I but loved you it. You know what I mean? Like I loved it. It's, it's such a catharsis. Like it's, yeah, it's so like, I don't know. I needed this. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like I remember like, I was like, I needed this movie. I was watching this. I was like laying back in my bed. I was, I mean, we have like 500 pillows. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was sitting up, but I was like leaning back on these pillows. And when he took the, the receivers off, I like sat up and like leaned forward. Yeah. And just like sat there. Man, I haven't been like, I love these kind of movies. I love them. I don't know if you've seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have not. With uh, Viola Davis, and it was Chad, Chad, Chadwick Boseman's last movie before he passed. Okay. Same kind of thing on this, where you're just like, you're just you're just in it. Mm-hmm. And man, oh, it was, uh, I loved it. I think you said something about this. I'm going to say it, and then if you said this, you can reiterate it, because yeah. I'm probably stealing it from you. We... Like I said earlier, we loved the DC movies. Yeah, we yeah, said yeah. like Wonder Woman was like a ninety, what ninety two or three on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's a different scale. This, <laughs> this movie is a ninety seven percent. It is leaps and bounds beyond any of those movies that we watched. Yeah. So what I said when I, I think I was texting you yeah. when I said this is that we need to clarify. Yeah. That we were grading. These superhero movies on a superhero scale. Yeah. Because holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this, I, I if this said, movie yeah, is a ahead. 95, and I think it's higher than a 95, it's but I, I gave this number for reference. Yeah. If this movie is a 95, then Wonder Woman, my favorite movie of that series of Last movies, series. is a 60. Yeah. Like, it's just a different... It's different leaps animal. and bounds, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I haven't been moved like this since... like I, I remember I, I thought of her... Yeah. You know, like those kind of movies. Like I said, this movie, and I highly recommend this movie to anyone and everyone. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly hit me hard like this movie yeah. hit What's me. What's the movie that, that you showed me once with, with Jim Carrey? Oh, dude. With Eternal Kurt? Sunshine of the Spotless yeah, Mind? stuff like that. That is, hey, everybody. <laughs> I want you to know that... Against the so my movie taste changes time changes mm-hmm. but against the test of time like that one is my timeless favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that yeah. is that is my favorite movie yeah for sure yeah. and yeah dude these movies that just hit you like that yeah and it make was great. you like this movie I watched this movie and spent two days like reevaluating my life yeah. yeah no it makes you think it's great so we can. We can wrap it up, and I is it good? I think we just ended this, but Zach, <laughs> Zach, this movie's a lot of things, but but is it good? Yes, extremely good. I, actually, I would good. say no, it's not good. It is phenomenal. It's this phenomenal. is this is like a ten out of ten. It's like, gonna be honestly. really hard. So I think at the end of the series, we'll try and predict who we think will win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, As of right now, I can't <laughs> see anyone else. Like, no, we haven't watched it anymore, <laughs> but 
This was amazing. This is going to be hard. This, this was tr- very, very good. Honestly, on a scale, on a, a 1 to 100 scale, I would give this like a 98 or a 99. Yeah. Like, honestly. I mean, it sits at 97 on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, which is spot on. This is... I loved it. Yes. I loved it. Um, cool. You got anything else to, to say? I mean, first I, off, just one thing. Everybody involved in this film. It, bravo. Yes, thank you Incredible. so much to everyone, the cast. I think Riz Ahmed is nominated for Best Actor. I'm yeah. Just, that's great. Uh, Darius Martyr, like, I can't wait to see... What his next film is. What you do with... Is is, is Abraham... I don't know if Abraham's your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm assuming that's your brother, but, like, y'all keep going. It was great. Great movie. Um, <sighs> yeah, cool. All right. What's next week? I, I Next week is Mank, I think. Mank. Give I me two seconds. No idea. Yes. Yeah, well, Mank. actually, it's Friday. It's not next week. Oh, yeah. Friday. Friday is Mank. Friday is Mank. That's, um, what's his face? Who I can't think of his name again. This happened once already in an episode where he couldn't think of his name. He plays Gordon. He plays Sirius Black. He plays Winston Churchill. Uh, stop saying what he's in, <laughs> and then it might help me come up with his name. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. All right, cool. Cool. All right. Cool. I'm. Yeah. I'm. Whew. Uh, that's. It's a David Fincher film. Mank is. Okay. Cool. Have you seen David Fincher? Is he the one who did the What Happened to Jack on Netflix? Maybe. Look it up real fast. David Fincher. Put. T- type in monkey movie Netflix. Monkey movie. I'm serious. Type it in. Well, he did the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Great movie. Seven. Great movie. He did seven. The Black Dahlia. You said monkey movie. Okay. <laughs> Is it not him? I can't remember if it's David Fincher or not. Monkey movie. Mank. <laughs> There's some movie on Netflix. Uh, I've, it was some esteemed director, and it's just him interviewing a monkey. It's like, <laughs> it's like what in the world? Anyway. So, um, as of right now, on our tier list of... Oscars nominated films. This is number one. <laughs> this is in first place and last place. This is the best film that we've watched so far in this podcast. This is the best film I've watched in years. Yeah. I I can say that. I can say that without regret. It was very good. <laughs> Please watch this movie. Watch this movie. Watch this movie. If you have not already. It's free on Amazon. If you have, if you have Amazon Prime, watch it. Mm-hmm. Cool. You got anything else? Nope. All I, right. I'm going to process this. Zach, how can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. Yep. They can email us. Yep. At B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And the uh, Instagram, Instagram account. Instagram is but is a good podcast. Um, we just, we just, uh, we just updated our uh, cover art. Yes. You can see our uh, photo shoot with whiskey. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any questions, you have any comments, did you like this movie? Did you not like this movie? Who do you think will win best picture? Um, what should we do next? All that good stuff. Please reach out to us. Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter or send us an email at, uh, at Gmail. And we will give you a shout out. We'll read it on the show. All right. Is that it? We good? Yeah. We'll see all y'all right. on Friday. All right, Here's guys. My southern my southernness coming through. See, see y'all. y'all on Friday. See y'all on Friday. We'll see you this Friday, guys. All right? All right now. <laughs> all right, guys. See you later.